Thank you for uh, braving the cold weather and snow. It is awesome. If you're wondering, uh, my family's the one that's been praying for all the snow, so if you have an issue with that, it's our fault because we just love it. Um, it is Christmas Eve, and we have uh, the kids in here, which you've noticed, and I, I want to just real quickly talk about that because um, uh, it's not just because, well, it'd be hard to find volunteers because, honestly, people would do that. I really do value children being in here. I think we value this as a church, and this is kind of the form of discipleship. This is where we get to see kids worshiping with their parents, and, 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 and kids, I want to I encourage you to listen. You have in the little handout, in the little bag you were given, there's a, there's a place to write down questions or if I say something that doesn't make sense, which is, let's be honest, going to happen because a lot of times don't make sense, right? But you can talk about that with your parents. And parents, I would encourage you to share the story and the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ around this time, not just relying on me to do it, but that you would be a part of that as well. And so we welcome kids um, in here, and I, I love doing that. I love having them a part of this service. They do make some noise, but you know what? That's um, so do you when you were young. So let's just enjoy it. If someone's kids wrestling around, and you want to just look over and tell them they're doing a great job and help them out and, and, and maybe engage with those kids as well. Don't feel bad about getting up and moving around. Um, Christmas is, is a fun time of year. Everyone's excited. There's this anticipation, and I challenged my kids on this, and I said, okay, so what are you really, really excited about? And, and so my kids, being pastor's kids, I'm almost a little ashamed that they said this, but they said, well, it's, it's Jesus' birthday. And it's like, okay, but, but what's, what's your next thing? Presents. I can't wait to open presents. You know, like they, were, they, they answered right, but then went right on to the fact that they're super excited about opening presents. And that there's just this, what is it about a gift, right? It's, it's, it's wrapped. It's fun. You don't know what's in there. You're not sure what it means or, or how long you get to keep it, you're, you're, you're confused or perplexed. And so what I wanted to do is real quickly, I'm going to bring a volunteer up to help me um, work through the message today. So I'm going to actually, if you are under the age of nine, can you please raise your hand? Okay. Ruby, you are first. Come on up. Okay. So Ruby, as Ruby's making her way up, so I, I got a question for you. Okay. You just got to answer this. You don't have to worry about all these people staring at you. They're staring at me because I look funny. Okay. Okay. Good. What if I was going to give you this gift? Okay, I'll let you hold it. Don't open it. Okay. Is it heavy? Okay, are you like excited about what may or may not be in there? Okay, what if I told you? So she's excited, just in case you can hear that. What if I told you, with all reality, what if I told you? I'm going to look at you this way so people can see your face a little bit, okay? What if I told you, <laughs> look at you. What if I told you that this was one of the best gifts ever? It was, it was, wait, wait, wait. Like, this is better than anything you'll get tomorrow, okay? And, and I, like, it was the most amazing thing. But to get this gift, you'd have to give me something. Now, if this is the best gift you've ever seen in your entire life, like, this is better than anything else, how much do you think that gift is worth, money-wise? Like, like, what's a number? Give me an example. $30. Yeah, a lot of money. Okay. So now, a lot of money, $30. Now, what if I told you that I was going to give you the gift and the $30? You'd be even more excited. Okay, perfect. Um, now, all I really have for you is this candy cane, okay, because there's nothing but a couple books in that box. But thank you so much for having this. So I'm going to take the box. Well, you can talk to Amy about them because I don't know which book she, she wrapped in here. So you can ask her if you can have them. I didn't eat it. It was broken off the tree. There's, there's pastries out there too. Okay, thank you, Ruby. Can you give her a hand? <laughs> I was kind of banking on her not noticing that it was shorter than normal, but that's okay. Um, she, she, she helped me out perfectly. There's this, there's this 
thing. My, my kids experienced it today. We were in the store grabbing some food for tomorrow's uh, meal. People come to you, and the, the first question they ask our kids is saying, well, so are you excited about, you know, Santa coming? And then they ask, they always ask this follow-up question. And I blame us parents, really, because they ask this question, which is, well, have you been good this year? Have you, have you been naughty? And, you know, the kids answer, and they say, okay, well, this is what we're doing. And I think some parents play that up. I think some of us parents are like, man, we got like three weeks until Christmas. I think I can get some leverage on these kids by, by using this over and over and over again, which I don't recommend, and I don't think that's valuable. But the problem is, is that if we're not careful, and the reality is that most of us have steeped into this, if we want something good, we have to be good to get it. If we want to experience a gift that's valuable and amazing, well, then we have to, we have to be good. If we're naughty, then we're not going to get it. And although that is, is fun to, to tell story, it is actually really, really offensive to the gospel. The, the gospel tells us that, 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 that Jesus Christ is a gift. He is the good news. That you and I are incapable of doing anything to earn it. In fact, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, so there's a wage to sin, and it brings about death, but, but Christ is free. Ephesians 2, we just studied this a while ago. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Jesus Christ is, is a free gift to us. And maybe that's why some of us struggle to accept him. You know, if this gift was as expensive as Ruby said, all $30, to, to, to Ruby, that's value, immense value. So that brings about more anticipation and more excitement. When we think about Jesus is just free to us, then we, we can tend to allow ourselves to maybe get a little less excited about it, a little bit more hum drum about it. See, sometimes we can view gifts as important by their value. You know, if I told every one of you, like, pulled an Oprah Winfrey in here, you're getting a new car, right? Like, everyone would be like, whoa, crazy. In fact, my bet is, is some of you have received a, a gift of some sort, a physical gift, which the Bible teaches that all things ultimately will disintegrate and fall apart except for the Word of God and our King Jesus Christ. But if you received a gift, you'd almost have a hard time accepting it. If your mom worked all year long to make this gift and gave it to you and you knew it was a stretch, like it was a painful endeavor, you'd almost start feeling a little bit of guilt or shame, like, I don't know if you should give me this. this is, that's, that's an awful lot of work. I told you you'd get a new house. What, what is the monetary value that would make you go, I can't accept that gift? Well, see, one of the things I think that because we aren't careful about culture and what, what happens around Christmas time and teaching about naughty and nice is that we can, we, can, we can apply that culture to the truth of the gospel. And what, one of the things that we maybe missed is that, is that the gift of Jesus, although it is absolutely free to us, was one of the most expensive gifts ever. In fact, if you ever thought about it this way, every gift you get costs someone something. I mean, every single gift you get, 
there is this, the, the model, there's nothing free in this world. Well, someone had to do something to make it so you could have that gift. They had to work, they had to get money, they had to steal, whatever they did to get it, right? They put effort into getting you that gift. It cost them something. Maybe it was just time, but there's still a cost to it. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to go to one of probably the least, communi- most well-known pieces of scripture, but least communicated on Christmas. Because I, I think we forget that, that although it, we celebrate Jesus' birth around this time of year, and we, we, we can celebrate the fact that that is the, the redemption and the work of Jesus Christ coming in and restoring all things and making all things new. We, f- we forget that there's a cost to that. In fact, John 3.16, you guys have probably heard this verse a million times. Verses uh, 16 through 18a. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. You ever stop and think about what your parents go through on Christmas? I can tell you right now, like, I loved Christmas. It was fun. It's, it's a lot more fun having kids now and doing it because it's like, oh, how am I going to surprise them and, and what can we do? And it's just, it's enjoyable to see them excited about it. But there's, there's a cost to that. Did you ever think about the Christmas story through the lens of the Father? Here's God sending his only son on earth to, to live a absolutely perfect and sinless life only to be beaten, tormented, and left for dead. See, the gift that we have in Jesus Christ comes with an immense cost. It wasn't, it wasn't free to Jesus. It wasn't free to God. It cost Jesus his life. It cost God his only son. And ultimately, we can brush past that because we know the story. Well, okay, well, Jesus didn't, didn't stay in the tomb, right? He, he was resurrected three days later and, and, and spent about 40 days on earth and then was ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God again in perfect relationship as it was meant to be. But if you remember, right, the, what, what Jesus had to endure was what we deserved. So when, when, when God extends the gift of Jesus Christ to us. There's, this isn't a bait and switch. He's not like, well, take this gift and I'll tell you what you really got yourself into. There's not a little asterisk that says, okay, battery's not included. Like there's some aspect of Jesus Christ that isn't included in this gift. No, when we get this gift, we receive this gift and we are whole. We are, we are deemed righteous and holy and blameless. In fact, I think a, a, a lot of us sometimes forget that, that that was a gift. And we start going back to the naughty and nice. You know what's interesting is that, you know, after tomorrow, there's 364 days until Christmas. Right, you start counting it down. Well, if we perpetuate the naughty or nice, well, then how, how many of those days do we have to be nice? How many of those days do we have to be good so that we can receive what is good? In Christ, we don't have to relive that cycle over and over and over again. Our righteousness is, is sealed in Him. Now, don't get me wrong. It, it, he does tell us that, that following Him comes with a cost. But being a part of the family, being adopted in, was 100% free to us. 
I'm reminded of, of Matthew uh, chapter 13. It talks about this man that, that, that finds this buried treasure. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found. He then covers it up, and then in his joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. <laughs> Preachers have wanted forever to use that as a giving <laughs> sermon. I don't think that's really what the point of that is. The point is, is that there's nothing of value in this world that compares to the kingdom of God. When we, when we experience the kingdom of God, when you, when you receive the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, you realize that everything else pales in comparison. There isn't enough Christmases to, to bring about enough stuff that would ever take the place of the residence in our heart of what we know in the truth of Jesus Christ. Christmas is about bringing redemption to the world through Jesus, and that redemption began by him being born. So we, we know the story with the Christmas kids. Christmas is not about gifts. It's about the gift. Christmas isn't, isn't about what you get and stuff. It's about being able to celebrate the one who created you and knows you intimately and loves you more passionately and better than anything or anyone ever will. Jesus' birth is what we celebrate, not just Christmas, but every day. The point of tomorrow is, is the birth of Jesus Christ, the fullness of God reconciling all nations back to him, a plan that was set long ago, coming to dwell among us so that he could be an atoning sacrifice to save us all from death and darkness, a gift. The great I am coming to be man so that he could, he could be crushed and killed as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could believe in him and be in right standing with God, a gift. See, our, our standing is a gift. We've been talking about this in the book of Ephesians. You, you, are, you are his child. When you surrender your life to, to Jesus, when you accept the gift, in essence, it's God giving you this gift with no contingency plan. No, okay, you can have this this year, but we'll check back on seeing how you did this last year to reconcile that. No, the, the salvation is ours as a gift. Some of you are looking at that present. Let me, maybe ask, let me ask this this way. Hey, kids in here, I need your gunner. I need you guys to, to help out here. So tomorrow morning, you guys are, you guys are all looking at the, the Christmas tree, and there's presents wrapped, right? There's lots of presents wrapped. And you start opening them one by one by one, right? So gunner, if, if there was one really big present by the tree, and every other present had been opened, and, and, your, and, and your mom and dad said, okay, we're all done, let's leave. Would you want to leave that really big present unwrapped? You'd want to rip it, right? You'd want to rip that thing open. <laughs> Didn't work as well as I was hoping. <clears throat> here's, the, here's the reality. Some of you in here today, you've got, you've got friends, friends and family that, have, that have, have received this gift. They live in light of this gift. Not perfectly, they mess up. In fact, you might even call them naughty at times. Right? But a lot of you in here, you have seen this gift and year after year, day after day, you look at it and go, you know what? I don't know. I'm not really sure it's, it's worth it. And you put this perfect free gift of Jesus Christ on the shelf and let it just collect dust. And every now and then, maybe the, the, the spotlight hits that, that gift where you, see, where you see God drawing you. In fact, I would contend with you. The fact that you're here is because God is after your heart. And you can fight and you can, you can claw and you can argue, and you can deny, and you can try and prove away all the different ways in your life, but ultimately, God is after you. 
He's pursuing you. Not because he's, take my gift or else. No, because he loves you. And he says, you don't understand what you're doing. What you're doing right now is you're opening all these other gifts that the world brings about. And those just are perishable goods. They'll burn. They'll be destroyed. But I have a gift that brings about all joy, all hope, all peace that is yours. And so my encouragement, my challenge, kids, I, I want to I encourage you. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's time for you to make that declaration. You know what? I'm, I'm ready to receive the gift of Jesus Christ. It's as simple as, as, as confessing your sins, acknowledging him as true and supreme controller of our lives, and following him. Kids, I, I wanna, the kids in here, I want to encourage you. If, if, you, if that's something you, you want to know more about, talk to your parents. Right after this, say, I, I'm really, I'm curious about what Bren was talking about. What, is, what does that look like? Family members, I want to do the same to you, whether you're 80 years old or, or three years old. This is a conversation that's the most valuable conversation you'll ever have. But do me this favor. Wherever you are, don't look at the gift as if I've seen that before. You know what, I've seen that gift before and it doesn't ever pay out. It doesn't ever play out. I, I tried it once, I've been burned, I've been hurt. It's just, it's just not, it's not worth it. As I, I cannot tell you more emphatically, that is a lie that you are believing. The truth is, is that, that the gospel will never, ever let you down despite your circumstances, despite how much it feels like it's let you down. The, the truth is the gift is salvation. The expectation is of being a part of the family is good works, but the expectation of the gift is enjoyment. So yes, your life will be transformed, but here's the best part. It's not done by your own strength. It's done by the Spirit of God that He gives you in surrendering to Him. Maybe for some of us, it's just we need to, we need to utter the, the, the Psalm 51 where it's restore in me the joy of your salvation. Maybe, maybe for most of us that maybe we're in the spot where like, we've been following Jesus for a while, but we just, we just don't have much joy. There's not much anticipation. We forgot what it was like to open that gift on that first day. Whether it was at that camp or those decades ago or some friend that shared the gospel with you, we, we, we've forgotten, we've lost that, and we, we need God to restore in us the joy of his salvation. Whatever it is, my, my encouragement to you is that you don't just sit on it. My second encouragement to you as, as the band comes up and we get ready to take some communion and sing some more, my second encouragement is that you wouldn't pretend that this gift isn't worth anything valuable. That you'd remember that it cost, it cost Jesus his life. The judgment that you and I deserve for every sin that we do, Jesus willingly drank every single last drop for me, for you. And lastly, I would encourage you, if you've been around Jesus or been running from Jesus, or maybe today you, you, you uttered those words, God, I need you. I'm tired of doing this on my own. I encourage you to either talk with someone that brought you with them or I'll be in the back. You can come talk to me. But stop pretending like the world will bring you joy or hope because it will let you down every single time. Stop believing the lie that you have to do something. You have to prepare yourself in some good work way so that you can actually posture yourself in a way to receive this gift. Instead, just, just fall on your knees and say, Lord, you are, you are king. You are God. I need you. I will fail at following you. God, we pray. We pray for the individuals in here that, that don't know you, the individuals that maybe have run from you, the people that maybe... Uh, 
have been storing that gift on the shelf and just walking by it. They've even brought it along with them in their car and they, they acknowledge that you're around but they've never acknowledged you as king. God, I pray that you would just soften their hearts. I pray that you would, you would just break down their, their pride or their hardness. Help them to acknowledge you as king, as Lord. And God, do what you do best. Show them hope in a hopeless situation. Show them joy in, 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 in an area that has been lacking joy in so many ways. God, bring about peace at a time of year that seems so incredibly chaotic. And God, for the individuals in here that have been following you for a long time, that we've opened this gift many years ago, restore in us a joy of your salvation, Lord. Help us to remember that this cost you absolutely everything, and that you willingly did it through your son, Jesus Christ. God, we, we celebrate you bringing, incarnating God with us, taking God into man, celebrating Jesus coming in the most humbly of forms as a rightful king, because ultimately that was your plan, God, to restore all things to you. We thank you for this gift, God. We could never, ever, ever repay or give anything back that would, that would make it seem like it was, we were worthy of that gift, but instead, God, you deem us worthy by that gift. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.